0: Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of My News Rep. News from the SAP world, from the Microsoft world, and from the area in between. So this week, there will be a lot of news about combining SAP and Microsoft, and of course, SAP Embrace as a bit of a teaser. So let's get started. Let's dive into the topics. So first of all, there is one, Big news uh, that came out yesterday that um, SAP is has again acquired another company. Um, this time it's from the area of no-code development and the company that they um, acquired is called AppGyver, motivated by the famous MacGyver, I guess. Um, I didn't know that company. Um, this acquisition kind of, from my perspective, underlines the Notion of SAP that was announced during TechEd, especially last year, that they want to get more uh, grip in the area of low code and no code development. Um, however, I'm I'm a bit surprised that they acquired another solution in the area because they last year during TechEd they kind of focused on on SAP Room as the solution for the low code development. Now they acquire something so. Um, Now the things have to to play together. And I think the backlog of making the the developer experience in that area seamless has another item on its list, but nothing new um, because they already, they they have to do it for Signavio also uh, that was announced last week, um, this acquisition. So I think integration will be quite a hot topic this year at SAP. Now, one thing that's interesting about AppGyver, because I didn't know that company, um, I I went to the homepage, and I especially also went to the the pricing section. And what's really interesting is um, their their pricing policies, um, if you want to call it like that, because for independent developers and organizations uh, that have a revenue or a founding that's less than 10 million US dollars, the Composer Pro, so the tool, is free for life. So they, they are targeting the bigger enterprises in order to bring in the money and they want to enable the, the smaller and very small um, developers to use their tools. That's really interesting because that's a something that's definitely not the case when you look at uh, SAP tools. Um, so let's see how this evolves. If, if SAP will jump on the train or if this little section of the homepage that I'm currently showing in the video, where this free for life is depicted, will vanish forever. Um, definitely an interesting point to take a look at. Then, um, after the, the acquisition, I hope that's not now a topic every week, um, let's switch to SAP Embrace. Because the announcement of um, the extended collaboration between SAP and Microsoft is pushed more and more so there is one new blog post by uh, the ceo of sap christian klein who uh, wrote down his thoughts about the um, collaboration and how this will simplify business business collaboration so by bringing together the tools um as um well what became clear i think at the rise with sap when christian klein had his keynote was that um, He's very, very focused on the area of bringing teams into SAP products, and that's also reflected by um, this blog post. I think that's not the only area where um, Microsoft can bring in value, but um, Kristen is very, very focused on that area. Now, um, if you remember the the announcements that, that came with um, the extended partnership, the extended collaboration between SAP and Microsoft, There was the announcement that uh, Teams will also be integrated into SAP Sales Cloud. And there is now a a video available within the channel of SAP Customer Experience that um, makes the story a bit more tangible and shows the um, the, the, the user journey uh, quite well. Uh, It's all about bringing together the the Teams um, meeting experience with the information that's available in Sales Cloud. So, Um, Roughly speaking, the story is that the the sales agent um, schedules a Teams meeting with the customer. Then this Teams meeting is um, tracked within the upcoming activities within SAP Sales Cloud. The meeting is executed. um, And within the meeting, um, you have within Teams all the information available or focused information available from Sales Cloud on the customer on, on what happened before and you take some minutes during the call, and you record the call. And this is then played back to SAP Sales Cloud without any further um, action that the um, sales agent has to do. So it's automatically integrated or played back. So that's really interesting. That gives a nice idea how SAP wants to move forward on uh, specific user journeys, uh, on how they want to integrate things. It's a bit of a different story than what we saw last week when we took a look at the, the by design integration. But I think it's it's a well journey from my perspective. And if you want to hear something about the extended partnership from the Microsoft part of the house, then I would recommend that you watch the SAP and Azure video podcast episode 27 from last week um which was purely focusing on this partnership a really deep dive uh, with Veronica Rega who is responsible for this partnership from the uh, Microsoft part of the house um and yeah if you if you are around that area uh, if you're working with SAP and Microsoft and the integration then this 45 minutes of this uh, video podcast are well-spent time from my perspective. Now, um, let's go to uh, the SAP technology area. Um, There are not too many news that cross my path this way um, this week. So there is one new uh, podcast by um, Christian Michel, uh, Close the Gap, um, called Wir bauen ein Workflow von den DSRG-Technologie-Tagen, so kind of an aftermath of the DSAG Technology Days, where he talks about uh, Stefan Schluchter, about uh, the the topic of workflow and um, what's important within the workflow, uh, like um, business rules, like process visibility, like auditability, and so on. Um, Of course, also integration is a topic um, because workflow is part of the integration suite, if I'm not mistaken. Then, um, well, there's that, not more from the um, business technology platform this week. Uh, so let's switch to the cloud application programming model. There is one news. Um, obviously, uh, the open source contributions to the SAP cloud application programming model are getting more and more. Um, this week, uh, Gregor Wolf brought out an NPM package that uh, brings the Azure Active Directory or Azure Active Directory B two C authentication to SAP Cloud Application Programming Model. So this npm package supports you in in dealing with this authentication type when using a Cloud Application Programming Model. It's quite interesting to see that that the open source community is really pushing forward there a lot of topics and and making this SAP Cloud Application Programming Model more usable in the world. So that's really highly appreciated. Now, um, as I said this week, um, I have no news about Kima. I have no news about Steampunk. It's a little bit quiet in that area. Let's see how things evolve there. So let's switch to the Microsoft side of the house. And that was one big announcement from my perspective. um, of Microsoft, well, there was one announcement that's more interesting for business people that they um, uh, now partner with uh, Volkswagen uh, with respect to autonomous driving. That was quite interesting. Um, But um, from the perspective of SAP and Microsoft, um, the announcement that Microsoft unveils a new employee experience platform called Microsoft Weaver was much more interesting from my perspective. Um this Bieber is again interconnected with teams. So it, it builds from my understanding on top of teams and has several components um, that should make your life easier as an employee. So it, it really it's all about empowering employees it's it's helping uh, the the managers to um, not to make the employees more, uh, productive or more uh, efficient in the sense of, uh, uh, and I, I intentionally use that term now, master and a slave, like it's unfortunately seen in, in a lot of companies still. Um, it's really about helping people not to burn out, especially in remote working, where work and life balance kind of get a bit fuzzy. And there is one area that's also very important, and that's the learning area. Now, of course, learning per se is very important, but this is obviously the part that will get integrated into SAP Success Factors um, because that's explicitly mentioned here. And if you remember the announcement of the um, SAP and Microsoft collaboration, SAP Success Factors was one part where teams should be integrated. And now it's clear, I think it's clear in which area this gets integrated. It's in the learning area and it's Viva Learning. So, um, yeah, kind of all around SAP Embrace this week. Now, um, unfortunately, this week I have no news from the serverless area. I don't know what happened. Either my, my Twitter stream is now kind of messed up, but um, I didn't see anything um, worth to mention from the, from the serverless area. Hope I have some news next week. But I have some, um, let's say, general news around the area of Azure. There is one uh, quite cool blog post by uh, Thomas Maurer from Microsoft who um, targets on how to save money on Azure using Azure reservations. Now, as you know, you usually, when you start with Azure, you you, you go uh, consumption-based, you go go, pay-as-you-go or pay-as-you-use. And um, this is okay for exploration. This is okay for when you don't know which workloads are hitting your application. But at some point in time, and that's very nicely depicted in the blog post, you have some some predicted usage within your systems. And in order to um, save money, you should go to um, reservations, where you pay less, but you um, kind of buy in that you use, I don't know, uh, a Cosmos DB for a year with this and this parameters, or for three years with this and those parameters. So that's really something that's worth a look at because I think that's often forgotten in projects. So you start in an exploratory manner, and then at some point in time, you should learn how your app is used, and then you have some some bottom line where you have where you can predict the capacity that you need, and this really saves you money and helps you with um with the cloud qualities. Then uh, this week also there was a nice new video from the uh, Cloud Native Club um, about Kubernetes policies or, uh, to be more precise, um, Azure policies that are then um, transferred to AKS, to Kubernetes, um, which was very interesting, a very, very deep dive on on all the topics like uh, gatekeeper and open policy agent uh, and those things and... and uh, the constraints that you can put into your uh, cluster in order to make things work uh, in a more governed way. So very, very interesting and a very deep dive. So it's it's really not, I think, not suitable for beginners in the, in the Kubernetes area, but um, very important information from my perspective. And then there was another blog post that kind of falls into the area of Kubernetes um, with uh, about Dapper, and uh, KEDA, that I used, uh, or how those components are used in production and road work. A short blog post uh, on how they use those things and and how they benefit from using the the site sidecar library approach, and uh, KEDA as an horizontal pod autoscaler in the Kubernetes cluster. So yeah, if you're in that area, very interesting read. Um, definitely worth. Now, um, let's go to the area of SAP and Microsoft. And I have quite some news from there. Um, people were really busy bringing things together. So there was one blog post um, by SAP on how to use Microsoft Graph API with the OAuth authorization via uh, Node.js app within a multi target application. So bringing really together the um, MTA world with the um, Microsoft uh, graph world it's a very elaborate blog post um, all around uh, the, the bringing those things together adjusting the um, access app.json the access security.json um, uh, and the the yaml file and integrating the the oauth authorization into the nodejs app so definitely um, helpful more than helpful and an essential ingredient. Then there was another blog post by Carl uh, Rogan on how to call on an SAP uh, business technology platform application, um, via a Microsoft Azure Logic App, and it's a it's a timer based um, app. So it's just a, a recurring um, task that should be called uh, that that should call something within the SAP business technology platform. And this blog post shows you how to uh, create the app on the SAP business technology platform on how to create the logic app, how to configure the OAuth handling once again, this time um, from Azure to the business technology platform and how to make things run. Again, um, nice blog by Carlos. I, I like the style he writes blogs. Really read the blog and yeah, take a look at the, also the naming that he uses because it's kind of makes me smile, makes my day. Then, um, yeah, another blog post about bringing together SAP Microsoft, this time on the level of um, big data integration. And I think that's something that we will also see more and more, and that's about um, uh, integrating Azure Data Lake and SAP HANA via the SDI adapter. And this blog post by Dan and Dan Goes over the um, the steps necessary in order to bring these two worlds together. I think that that really makes sense, and uh, bringing in the data lake area in the in the topic of big data is really something that we definitely will see more and more. Okay, then uh, one last block from the area of SAP and Microsoft bringing things together. Um, last but definitely not least, from my. Personally, most favorite author about that topic is Martin Pankratz um, who created the blog post that's more going into the area of um, let's say infrastructure uh, operations um, thingies. So it's about a, a power app that simply snoozes SAP systems. So simply snooze it is a, is a, a easy word. So um It's not that easy if you take a look at the blog post and there is really uh, quite some things to do. And as usual, it's all described within this blog post. And there is also a big section on um, how to make things even more um, production ready. Uh, Yeah, as usual, high quality content. And I think a nice example on how the Power Platform can also help operations in order to make their life easier. So cool contribution. Then let's go to the area of, uh, let's say, learning, education, and uh, events. Um, There was a really nice blog post by um, SAP Press this week about ways to learn um, SAP. Um, there, There are 35 plus ways to learn SAP, which shows that there are a lot of sources, but they're not really consolidated which is not that cool from my perspective. But um, with this blog post, you get at least, if you start to dive into the the SAP area, an impression of where you can go. Of course, there is is SAP Press mentioned, no surprise on that. Um, But there are also quite some other nice resources about learning SAP, about finding information, about um, uh, um, finding help uh, and the communities in there. Um, that are really, really helpful. So that's why I mentioned it here. Then, as I mentioned, I think two weeks ago, um, Microsoft Ignite is coming at the beginning of March and registration is open now. It's free, it's fully virtual. So um, I would highly recommend to register. Now I have two more topics um, for this week. Um, Number one on the area of developer productivity. I don't know if I just missed that, or if that's new, but anyway, I want to share it, and that's GitHub 1S. So if you have a GitHub repository, uh, I think it must be a public repository, and uh, you add a 1S to the the URL, a fully-fledged Visual Studio code pops up. So um, for, for those of you who are watching the video, I will show that now I have here my my uh, repository, GitHub repository, um, within my, my account, and if I add GitHub one S to the URL, leave all the rest the same, um, the um, Visual Studio code pops up, and, and it, it's it's there. So uh, you can use it. You have you have the the Git um, extension, um, and you can work with it. So that's that's really super cool. I was absolutely uh, uh wow by by this functionality. Um yeah, take a look at it. And well, as a little side remark, in your face business uh business application studio from my perspective, because that's really cool. That's really enabling developers. And that as you as you saw if you watched the video, the the start, the time of starting up on a, on a given repository is really fast. So quite Quite nice, um, yeah. And one last thing um, that I think also um, well is something that we have to deal with, and that's having more and more remote meetings. And there is one excellent blog post about uh, building a healthier meeting culture by Microsoft with a little uh, checklist with five, I think, with uh, seven strategies. Um, on how to deal with meetings and how to make them um, healthier for you and for the people that join the meeting. So um, definitely something worth read in the time that we are living currently. Okay, so yeah, that's it already. I think a lot of news from the area of SAP Embrace and a lot of um, use cases on how really those two worlds can work together. And add value for the customer. So uh, really cool stuff that has been uh, posted this week on the SAP community, but not only that. Hope you enjoyed the session. Hope I had some news in the pocket for you. So um, yeah, wish you a nice Friday. Wish you a nice weekend. And see you next week. Till then, bye.